and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage, where I take a wander down Xingwang Street off Cane Road. Named after the god who protects the city, Xingwang is also the site of a neighborhood of Tonglao, or Chinese tenement buildings, dating back to the 1950s, which are being restored by the URA, or Urban Renewal Authority. They were earmarked for demolition before a change of mind in 2018. Conservationist Katie Law of the Central and Western Concern Group was one of those campaigning to save the Tonglao. She grew up near them and she talks to me today about how historically this was the area of the 30 houses dating back to the 19th century and where the annual Hungry Ghost Festival is still held every year. Here you can see a fridge. It's actually a fridge and we got it from a nearby fast food shop then closed already and uh, this fridge we clean it up and then put a lot of books in and at the beginning we only have a few books but we encourage people to um, put their unused books here for people to read and to take away and we also you know welcome people to take books from this fridge so I think it's a free library for us and uh, we have made a stencil free library on the door. So, yeah, so in both English and Chinese. And you yeah. have books that are both English and Chinese by the also looks of things. French and German. Oh, wow, international. Yeah, because we have, you know, multi-national <laughs> neighbours here in this neighbourhood. So people really find it very useful, this library. We saw lots of people, you know, taking books from here to read, and especially during the weekends when there are more people sitting on the stairs. So is the idea you can just freely take them, or do you want people to then bring them back? No, we uh, really welcome people to take them, because we also got lots of people bringing, bringing their books, books here. Yeah. yeah. No, this is a great idea. So this is halfway down. So once you've come down Cane Road and you're about halfway down Xingwang Street here and uh, there's a very lovely old tree that extends across the steps and you've got Wingley Street off down to your left. Katie, the last time I talked to you about Xingwang Street, the 30 houses, as we'll hear about, so the, the old uh, Tonglao buildings were at risk of, or certain ones, of demolition for a revitalisation project. But that structure of that project has changed. In fact, the buildings largely are staying. Yes, yes. I think all of them are staying. All of the Tonglaos are staying and uh, they are now put together in the revitalisation programme. Then all of them will be refurbished and for people to live there again. That's wonderful. Yeah. So the idea is that the URA is taking over the... That they've got access to the whole area or... So that's the Urban Renewal Authority. So what happened then? So you were part of the Central and Western Concern Group that were actually campaigning to not have the area demolished. So can you tell me what's been happening over the past few years? Many years ago, this area was designated as a redevelopment area under the Urban Renewal Authority. So that was almost 20 years ago. So as the development progress and uh, the URA started to resume the properties, but there was also our campaign to try and save many of the Tonglao in this area because we believe that, you know, this this cluster of Tonglao is also a valuable heritage for the community. So over the last 10 years or so, the campaign goes on and, uh, you know, we got support from the neighbours and we also did research into the history of this area and found that the old name of this neighbourhood is called 30 Houses, which was the original cluster of 30 buildings belonging to a very early development in this area. 
So it's nicknamed 30 houses because they stood out as a cluster of 30 buildings. I'm talking about the mid-19th century. So the 30 houses neighborhood expand and become quite well known in this district. And the 30 houses also have the tradition of the Hungry Ghost Festival, which happened every year until now. You know, it's going to be the Hungry Ghost Festival very soon. Although yeah, in, the, in the, yeah. August, yes. Yeah, and uh, although the scale is now a bit smaller due to um, COVID, but it still happened every year. So this is a very historic neighborhood with the steps of Xing Wong Street and also with the Tonglao Cluster. So we managed to convince the government and the URA to save this area. So in 2018, the policy addressed a that this redevelopment program is going to be changed into a revitalization and conservation program. So here we are, we find all the Tongnao now going to stay and uh, scaffolding has been put on. Yeah, so a lot of them we can't see at the moment because there's scaffolding and netting around. So if we can start off by, we sort of said about, we'll go back into what the 30 houses were in terms of you would have businesses below residency above and and some of these localized businesses that were in this area congratulations anyway all round i think on a great decision by the ura and and uh, well done also on your campaign i think the ura as you say has the has recognized what a valuable area this is. Do you think there's also a commercial aspect to it? Well, first of all, the, the ambience, of course. We have the very historic ambience of the steps and the, the lanes and the terraces and the Tonglao. And we can also see, you know, on the ground floor of those Tonglaos are some very cute cafes and we have some new shops here, like the barber shops, uh, like the pet food shop and a couple of cafes. So people are really enjoying the ambience. Oh, there's also a vintage shop out there on Xing Wong Street. What sort of vintage clothes? Or? Uh, vintage furniture, mm. they have clothes and old books and different kind of things from the 50s and most of them made in Hong Kong. So this is very in now. Also, there's uh, like a Cheng Sam shop on Wingli Street where people can rent the Cheng Sam and uh, take photos everywhere. Ah, so this is what we're seeing this group yeah. now, right now. But yeah, so we, we've just, I mean, you might have heard the crew earlier, they're, they're all giggling as the ladies look lovely actually in their Cheng Sams and they're having their photographs taken. So that's that's a great idea. So you can rent Cheng Sams on Wingli Street and of course Wingli Street was an earlier project that was uh, revitalized back in about 2010, 2011. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I remember going there with you, Katie, and that was great seeing um, some of the people who lived there, the old silversmith, the printer. And uh, I was glad to hear from you that the silversmith is still very much with us. The printer has uh, sadly passed away in the ensuing years. But here in Xingwang Street, we're surrounded by Tonglao, and uh, these are at the moment behind scaffolding and netting in order to have them renovated is the, the idea yeah renovated too much changed hopefully yeah, yeah they can retain their uh, character of the tonglao but also renew the interior so that you know people can live there comfortably and uh, in terms of the length of this project how long will it take for them to be done i believe the renovation will be completed probably early next year and then we can also see some of the vacant 
second lots here been turned into community garden, which are already running very nicely. You can see we grow plants there. Yeah, yeah. so you've got people with painted painted flower pots, boxes, and, and also the gardens here. And I think also in Hong Kong, where you have so many high-rises, I can just feel the air here. It's just rained as we came down Xingwang Street. It's now cleared. But the fact that you have an area where you've got lower buildings, for me, provides the air can circulate better. Exactly. You know, it's really green here. We have the lovely um, trees along Xingwang Street. And then with this community garden, we have um, we are growing vegetables and flowers and all kinds of plants. And uh, the air is really clean and lovely. And uh, it's actually a very good spot for people to come and just hang out, bring their dogs. It's sometimes many people will come and gather and uh, uh, chat, especially during the weekends. You'll find a lot of dogs here. And all around us are little cafes. And uh, opposite is a very attractive Tonglao, which is three-story high, painted in cream, lovely old windows that are, are green, or at least the style of the window has been retained. So it's really a lovely little district. I'm so pleased that this is staying. It's, it's, uh, so with so much going in, you know, the corner houses, all sorts of things that are disappearing now in Hong Kong. It's great to see an area that is being retained for Hong Kongers. So the idea is that these Tonglao get preserved and then the URA then sell them to the highest bidder or is there going to be a community aspect to it? I think the URA will try and find an operator to run this Tonglao, probably an NGO. Oh. And then so um, there are a few blocks of this Tonglao and the idea is to have the NGO to run it. The upstairs would be residential use, likely to be co-living space. The ground floor of the Tonglao, there are two units on Yin Fong West, which are going to become the community living room. That would be a shared space used by the community. And some of the ground floor space could become maybe small cafes or cha chan tang or, you know, a bit of commercial use. But, but also, but the type of commercial use that would actually fit in with what it might have been historically? Exactly. Um, because we uh, don't want it too shishi, do we? we no, it, no, yeah. we don't want bars, for example, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Soho. No, no, it needs no, to be, no. uh, yeah, it would be yeah. nice to see it. Well, I mean, I'd love it if there were a couple of artisans here, you know. Artisans, um, yes, would, would yes, yes. But I mean, I suppose a barber's not bad. Um, or maybe a cha chan tang, yeah. which actually fits in the, the ambience of this area. And uh, cha chan tang would be nice for people to find something, you know, not that expensive to eat. And of course the yeah. Cha Cha Teng are the kind of cafes that always have that mix. I think the superb mix with the yeah. the buns with the condensed milk. Uh, and the, the tea yeah. and so on. Uh, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, that Russian would be boys. nice. Yeah. What, what's your favourite Cha Cha Teng food? Um, the milk tea <laughs> and also um, French toast. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. You see this Yin Fong West is a lovely, you know, lane of steps. And I think after the renovation, the, the Tonglao would look lovely. You know, they're very cute and small in size, but I think it's a, it would be lovely to live here, you know, surrounded by other Tonglao and surrounded by the greenery. And also, I have to tell you, you know, this area, because this is a, a bit of a flat area, so people will come and do exercise. Many a times I see people doing yoga, playing badminton, 
anything. You know, it's it's great for for kids to just run around. It's so they just they just come here. Safe. Yeah, 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 wonderful. I'm talking with conservationist Katie Law of the Central and Western Concern Group. We're at Xingwang Street, and it's just finished raining. The sun has come out. Um, I'm with Katie, looking at these lovely community gardens here. So this is a quiet area, Xingwang Street, coming down. It's a URA project where they're now renovating what is called the 30 houses and these are Tonglao that date back to the 1950s and are very typical of, of this kind of Hong Kong residential and business architecture. So can you tell me more about the Tonglao, Katie? So Tonglao are really Chinese uh, tenement buildings. Uh, the Tonglao here are mostly three stories high and the size of each floor is not that big. It's maybe about 300 to 400 square feet. So in the early days, these are very typical accommodation for families and sometimes even shared between a few individuals. It's a very common kind of residential uh, use for Hong Kong people. And especially in the early days, I remember when I was young, there are lots of Tonglao in this uh, district. But gradually, many are being demolished and uh, redeveloped into high-rise that we also see in this area. Now, the, the cluster of Tonglao in this area becomes very valuable as they are you know, the only remaining cluster in this neighborhood. And the history is something that's uh, worth mentioning because uh, of the 30 houses history that they are the original location of the early settlement in this area and also because of the history in relation to uh, Dr. Sun Yat-sen who lived here as a resident of the 30 houses when he was in Hong Kong. Dr. Sun Yat-sen lived here? Yeah. Ah. So later to become the president of the Republic of China and uh, so uh, Sun Yat-sen who also was a medical student here. Yes, yes, yes. So when, when he came here, he was studying in the central school, which was down the road on uh, Hollywood Road. And he actually lived at the corner of Xingwang Street and Bridges Street, which is now the News Expo. So, of course, when he lived here, he was, he, you know, he was living in the Tonglao. But later, you know, the Tonglao was demolished and built the Bridges Street Market in the early 1950s. So if you can come here to visit this place, you have a lot to see. We have Xingwang Street and the Tonglao, we have the News Expo, and also very close by is the PMQ. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the former police married quarters. Yes. Now a center for creative industry. Yeah, so we're in Xingwang Street today, and uh, we're looking at the Tonglao that are being restored. These are 1950s buildings, so tenement buildings that would have a business in the bottom residency above and so I'm delighted to see that these are being saved and restored and you know with a view to some form of community use by the sound of it as well. So the 30 houses that, that make up these tenement blocks, can you tell me about why they're called the 30 houses? Well, the original 30 houses were actually located in Kwong Hon Terrace, according to, um, you know, the archives. And um, So these were 30, 30 blocks? 30 blocks of houses. And I, I think because at that time, this area was not yet developed as such, and the 
the construction of a cluster of 30 houses really stood out, and people began to call this area the 30 houses. So it lasts until today. We still can, you know, sometimes meet neighbors who are still calling this area the 30 houses, although the original 30 houses from the mid 19th century have long gone, but they are replaced by Tong Lao, of course. But in Kwang Hon Terrace, the original location of uh, 30 houses is now a park. The idea of 30 houses really extended to the whole area, which is roughly along Staunton Street. So people at the top of Staunton Street near the escalator, for example, they also call that area 30 houses. And the sense of the community is also made important by the Hungry Ghost Festival, which happened every year and somehow gather the, the old neighbors who have even moved away. They will come back. So and when is the ghost, the ghost Festival I know is in August usually. So when is it happening this year? It's in fact happening uh, this month. The, the seventh month of the Chinese calendar is already happening in every uh, different locations all around Hong Kong. But the, the Hungry Girls Festival on Staunton Street would happen very soon in, you know, a week's time. I know it's obviously smaller because of COVID, but I mean, I remember I've been to a couple there with you and then stayed on and, and waited for these massive effigies that they make. Uh, to be burnt at the end, the end of uh, the Hungry Ghost Festival, but uh, there was also lots of. Um, there would be the Kaifong uh, ladies making paper yeah. offerings, right, the paper right. offerings. Yeah. Yeah. The old ladies who actually yeah. lived in this area, they would start maybe you know like uh, two weeks before the festival, folding all the uh, paper offerings. There's also the effigies called the Ghost King, especially the about 15 feet tall Ghost King, yeah. who is the, the focus of attention of the, uh, the ceremony. And also there were religious rituals being performed by the Taoist priests, and so all the chanting, all, yeah. all so, the I mean, it's, it's, praying. It's, visually, it's fantastic, because you have these, as you say, these huge cardboard effigies that used to lo be locally made by artisans, I think now, uh, they'd be bought in Shenzhen. The Ghost King is still made in Hong Kong. Still made in Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah, in a factory space. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you have those, so that that's uh, artisanship in itself. Then you, as I say, which are burnt at the end, um, but you have these ladies making these paper offerings, and uh, then the, the Taoist priests also in their robes. So it is quite a visual spectacle, but the Hunger Ghosts themselves, that, that happens every year, so I know that it's around August time. So this is to appease our our ancestors yeah yeah our relatives um friends even or the people who lived in this neighborhood who were deceased but now in the seventh month of the chinese calendar the gate of hell will be opened and then they will come back to this neighborhood so um this festival specially organized to really to pay respect or tribute to them to offer food for example, and other offerings to them to make them happy. And so by the end of the month, they will go back to hell. So it's a kind of like a, a visit. But why, would you, why would you want your ancestors in hell? Well, the so-called hell is, uh, you know, just a name. Of course, I hope they are not in hell. Uh, they are in just a different place. Somehow, 
the yearly visit, I think, is more meaningful. Is because they will come back to the same neighborhood where they used to live, and、um, then young generations still live here or still come back to pay. Tribute to them. So yeah,、and、so、I、you have these aspects. Very meaningful. Yes, you know, keeps the, the community together. Intergeneration、yeah. relationship and also keeping the community together year after year. So during the festival, they will share the roast pig amongst the neighbors. So they they do roast pig, but what sort of food offerings are made to the ancestors? There are the fruits, for example, oranges, bananas, the roast pork, probably some wine too. And did you always do that when you were growing up? Well, in fact, I I became attracted to this festival a bit more later, you know, when I was, you know, an adult, and also trying to find more about the history of this neighborhood. And suddenly, I realized that every year this very colorful. Festival was happening on, you know, just this Downton Street, really close to my home. And then, when I、um, find out about this and tries to understand the underlying meaning of this festival, is that to pay tribute to our ancestors, to people who were deceased and、uh, who lived in this neighborhood. And I, I think this is even. To me, is more meaningful because the history goes on in the neighborhood that we are connected in some ways, and also they are very much present amongst us. You know, people who go before us. So I think that's how I I became really interested in finding about the history of the hood and finding you know what happens maybe a hundred years or fifty years before us. What this street is all about? For example, Stanton Street. It was a very vibrant market street when I was growing up, and I still remember vividly everything about this street. All the stores who sell, you know, vegetables, eggs, and children's clothing, and it's just come back to me very easily when I talk about it. So I really hope that the history or the relationship of the community can go on even. Time passed by, and、uh, maybe some of the old buildings no longer here. We can somehow preserve it in a certain way. The Thirty Houses neighborhood. Now you said that Dr. Sun Yat-sen actually lived there, so he's in an earlier incarnation. That those would have been late 19th century houses, early 20th century.、Um, but、uh, the ones that we see here date back to the 1950s. Are thankfully being preserved. Maybe we talk a little bit about the Tong Lao. Even they are about maybe 60, 70 years old. They are totally different from you know our modern housing. You can see they are always walk ups. They have very lovely stairs that go up to the upper floors, and they have a beautiful balconies, big windows, and you know it's totally different from our modern day housing. And and somehow they are really unique if you look at. Them carefully. When you were working on this project with the Central and Western Concern Group, was it just you? 
No, it's not just me. Uh, we have a team, and we have a, a historian. His name is Chowton. We have also a, a Dutch uh, guy called Schroed, and they are both very interested in the history, and Schroed in particular in the architecture of this uh, neighborhood. So we, we really did some research, in-depth research in about the history of this area, and found the development that happened in this neighborhood over the last hundred years. I mean, that's amazing. Given that previously, not many people did research about this area. Probably, you know, the name of 30 houses have been forgotten somehow. So if people want, I mean, I've seen some articles that have been written on Xingwang Street on the 30 Houses neighbourhood, but if people want to actually research it or look it up, is there sort of plenty of material now available on it? Totally. In fact, we found the materials from the archive, uh, which is the government public records office in Kuntong. We found lots of materials in there. And also, recently, we have more researchers interested to, to dig up the history, as well as to collect oral histories and stories about this area. And I think because we can still interview Guy Fong, who used to live in this neighborhood, or who are still living in this neighborhood, and to hear their stories when they're growing up. So tell me about a couple of those. We have a, a lady called Miss Lou, who used to live in this particular Tonglao on Xingwang Street. I knew her for many years now, and she told me that, in fact, um, when she was young, she lived in the Tonglao right on Staunton Street with the families. And her families actually ran a hawker stall on Staunton Street selling eggs. She told me all about, you know, how she grew up selling eggs on the market, how she went to school on the same street. And we can also interview a printer who also used to live here running the printing workshop with his family. He always described to us about how he grew up here as a kid. He said he was a naughty boy and also likes to ride a bike. In fact, there are bicycles rental at the end of Staunton Street, which I really forgot about. And there are bicycles oh, lovely idea. rental. So the kids would rent the bicycle and cycling all around. They even came down from the stairs and came down from the very steep Aberdeen Street and sometimes caused an accident. Of course. So it's so <laughs> lovely to hear those lovely stories about... Well, we should rent bikes again, I think, you know, all around. All I know, I know. Idea. I would love to ride a bike in here. <laughs> now, we were just talking about how Tonglao means Chinese tenement, but uh, what does Xingwong mean in, in Xingwong Street? Yeah, in Chinese, Xingwong means the city god. So it's really the god that protects the city. So many years ago, there was actually a Xingwong temple on this street, and the location is where the PMQ now. So after the demolition of the Xingwong temple, but um, its history being left in this name, this street is called Xingwang Street to um, commemorate, you know, this uh, Xingwang Temple. So I think it's a, a very unique street amongst the, the other streets in this area because most of the other street names came from, you know, the colonial period. Some are government officials, the governors, all the English names, right? But um, very 
you know, specifically this Xing Wang Street uh, really reminds us of a Chinese god. So we particularly found this uh, very important that it really bears the, the heart and soul of this um, particular neighborhood, you know, the Chinese character of this neighborhood. Uh, we're just standing in the actual entranceway of a Tonglao here on Xingwang Street, and I was just looking at some of these old mailboxes that are fixed onto the wall as we go up. But can you tell me about a couple of the other structural aspects? Particularly like these um, handrails and the steps which goes up and down. And, and that's terrasso. terrasso. What's terrasso? Yeah, then that's so a sort of. It's, it's an aggregate, you know, made up of uh, cement and the little bits that set into the cement and mixed into the cement. So it's a beautiful workmanship. And also you can see the lines of the handrails and the curves of this entrance pillar. Yeah, they are very, very unique and reminds us of the old days, the craftsmanship of the old days. So I hope the URA will be able to maintain some of those techniques. Preserve them and mm. also the balconies. Uh, a few of the Tonglao have beautiful balconies, rounded iron balconies, and they are very unique. I hope they, the URA would preserve them well. Also, maybe preserve the interior of uh, a unit to show us, you know, how it looks like in the past. My thanks to Katie Law of the Central and Western Concern Group. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.